just want to read something before we actually get going um, and what I feel like the Lord has told me to speak about today. Um, it's in Revelation 1, 17. It says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Do not be afraid. We don't have to be afraid this morning. We don't have to walk in fear ever again because He holds the keys. So Jesus, we just thank You that Your payment, that Your price, that Your sacrifice, that Your willingness to lay down all that You was. And really You laid down all that You ever would be for us. And you ask simple things of us, Lord, and we thank you that you even helped us to be able to do the simple things like give all of ourselves to you. And I thank you that when we give ourselves to you, there is no fear. When we give ourselves to you, there is no anxiety, there is no doubt. Because if we're truly giving all of ourselves to you, then we are in you and you are in us. And we shall live as you and you have no fear. You have no doubt, you have no anxieties, you have no worries, because as you said, you are the first and the last, and if we will but lay our lives down fully to you, so that you can possess all of us, then through us you shall be the first and the last. And when we're eternal, there's no worry, there's no doubt, there's no fear, there's no anxiety, There's just love. So Father, we thank you that you sent your son to die in such a manner so that we could step into the fullness of who that you are. We love you. In Jesus' name. John chapter 6 is where we're going to be today. John chapter 6. I've preached from this several times, but this was given to me in a new light this morning as I was praying and spending time with the Lord. If you're not doing that in your mornings, that is the best way to start your day, is spending time with the Lord. So just uh, feel invited to spend time with Jesus. For He is worthy and He wants to spend time with you. He loves you more than you love Him. He wants you more than you want Him. He is pursuing you more than you're pursuing Him. There's an old country song that I used to listen to growing up. And the the lyrics, uh, the part that I'm talking about just went a little this way like this. It says, you start walking your way and I'll start walking mine. We'll meet in the middle by the old Georgia pine. That's all Jesus is asking of us is to start walking our way. He's walking His. Are you walking yours? 
And that doesn't mean do whatever you want, walk your own way. That's saying start walking towards me. And if you'll start walking towards me, I'm already walking towards you and we'll meet faster if you'll but join me in the journey. That is the invitation that has been given to all of us is to take this journey with Jesus. It's not alone. It's not with the person to the right or the left of you. It's with Jesus. It's with the Holy Spirit and it's with God the Father. And he said, but if you will just take that step and start walking my way, I'll start walking your way and I've already been coming to you. But in John chapter 6, I'm going to read and then I'm going to break it down. And and I don't know how long it'll take today. I'm not going to try to keep anyone real long. It says, therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him and force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. And I can't read that part without making sure that you understand that when the people tried to put a, a, a crown upon your head, they tried to enthrone you on their praise, you must get away from them and go to the mountain to be alone with the Father. Because you must step into the reality and let the Father recalibrate your brain that you are not holy, you are not worthy, you are not the King. Jesus is the King. And we must be alone with the Father for Him to make us realize that although we are beloved, although we are chosen, although we may be set apart, although we are walking in loving kindness and power and authority and doing the greater things of God, it does not make us the King. It makes us a King, a Queen, and He's the King of Kings. If you cannot step into little kingship, he can never be the king of kings, for there are no kings for him to be the king of. But we must recalibrate and realize that it's not us. We must get alone, to be alone with the Father, so that we can step deeper into his reality and further away from ours and that of which the people are trying to create for us. Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into the boat, and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. Then the sea arose because of a great wind was blowing, so when they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and drawing near the boat, and they were afraid." But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. And I was listening to the word playing this morning in my prayer closet as I was spending time with Jesus. And this part, and they were afraid. And they were afraid. So many of you, and I was this way before, I had cast out into the deep with my boat. Now, I've talked about this in many different ways, that casting out into the deep is to leave the multitude behind, to follow after Jesus for the greater things. But this morning, he showed it to me differently. He said, so many have cast out into sin, deep into sin in their boat. 
and they're not willing to wait on me. They're not allowing me to come to them. And those that have known me are afraid that I might come back because I'm going to reveal to them the things in their life that are causing the windstorms and the problems in their life. And I'm going to make them deal with them so that I can then get back in the boat with them. And I believe there's so many out there that when they, they see Jesus coming, they are afraid. They are afraid of what He might see. They are afraid of what He might say. They are afraid of what He might change. Because we get comfortable in our sin. We get comfortable in the reality that we have created for ourselves. We have become comfortable with the world. We have become comfortable with the things of this world. And we have set up our kingdoms on this earth praying that Jesus will not come because we know that if He does, He'll destroy what we built. But we lack understanding that what He's destroying that we built is so that He can give us something greater that will never pass away. So many see Him at a distance. So many know Him. Or have known Him. But at some point in your life, you took a wrong turn. It could have been because of American religion, American church, the world church, whatever it might have been. It could have been because of somebody that was not representing Jesus the correct way that you decided to cast out into the world in your boat because you didn't agree with what they were saying. And what they probably shouldn't have been agreed with. But when your relationship with Jesus is dependent upon another man, you're already about to fall. Because those that climb ladders with rungs made of men shall fall with man. But if we'll but get our own relationship with Jesus, we'll get our own anointing from Jesus, we'll get our own revelations from Jesus, we'll step into intimacy that He only has for us, between us and Him, no one else can have the intimacy between you and Jesus that Jesus has for you. The person to the left or the right of you cannot know Jesus the way that Jesus wants to know you because He's eternally different, but eternally the same. He's going to love you differently than He loves anybody else, but it'll be the exact same love at the same time. I know it's confusing. It is very confusing. But this is who that He is. He is what you need Him to be. He made you purposefully different than everybody else around you, and He purposefully understands how to give you the perfect love that you need. But we must first start walking His way. He's already waiting for us. He's already made the journey. He already knows where you're at on the sea in your boat. And He knows how to get there. And He knows that when you see Him, you're going to be afraid. And He has the same command to you that He gave to the disciples in the boat. Do not be afraid. It is I. What is I? I is everything. He didn't say it's me, Jesus. He didn't say it's me, the Savior of the world. He said it is I. I what? I am. I am the destroyer of fear. I am the destroyer of doubt. 
I am the destroyer of worry. I am the destroyer of problems. I am the answer. I am the door. I am the gate. I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am the truth. It is I. Do not be afraid. So I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what your relationship with Jesus is like or what it used to be or how far you've traveled away from it. But I'm here to tell you today that you have not traveled so far that He does not know where you are. It says in the Scriptures that they had traveled three or four miles in a boat rowing. That's a journey. It didn't matter how far they have rowed out. It didn't matter how much sin they had stepped into. It didn't matter how deep and in the thick of it they were. He said, do not be afraid. What is he really saying? He's saying, if you but take my hand, I will pull you out of the deep of sin that you're in. And I will set your feet upon solid ground. Because the moment they let him in the boat... They were no longer on the sea. They immediately reached the bank of the river. Immediately, they were set up on firm foundation. You try to walk on water, it's impossible unless Jesus gives you the command. You try to walk on sin, it's impossible. We have to walk on a firm foundation that is the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice, the eternal gift that has been given to us through life itself. To step out of the uncertainties of this world and into the certainties of Him and who that He says that He is. What is He? He is I. He is I am. He is certainty. Firm foundation. He is good ground. He is the deliverer. He's the redeemer. He was the eternal sacrifice and His blood still flows from the mercy seat covering you even as you row into deeper sin into your life. But the invitation today is simple. Stop rowing. Look out into the deep and you will see Him standing there waiting for you to invite Him into your boat. Waiting for you to give Him the invitation that He's already put in your lungs, that He's already breathed into your life to allow Him in. All you must say is, Who are you? Who are you? Because when I see you, I'm afraid. When I see you, I'm not sure that you are everything that they said that you are. I'm not sure that you're everything that you say your word is. He's not turned off by these statements. He's waiting for these statements. He's waiting for you to ask Him, Who are you? Because only you can ask Him that question for Him to reveal to you who He is to you. He can be anything He wants to be to everybody else, but until you ask Him, Who are you? He cannot be the eye of your life. Salvation simple. In Romans, it says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. Believe that He died upon the cross and that Father God raised Him from the dead and you shall be saved. But what does that look like? I could say that, but what does that look like? It looks like you asking Him, who are you?
How can I say that you are my Lord and Savior if I don't know who you are? I don't want a relationship with Jesus based on what this book says about him. I don't want a relationship with Jesus based on what a pastor can tell me about him. An evangelist, a prophet, a pastor, an apostle, a teacher, my best friend, my brother, my cousin. I don't want a relationship based on what I can read or what can be said about him. I want a relationship with him based on who he can show me that he is to me. I need that personal relationship. Think about your best friend or your mom or your dad or your husband or your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, and think that if the only way you were able to have relationship with them was by reading about them or listening to someone tell you about them, that would be a false relationship based on what they could tell you or the context of which you read it and understood it. But then when you go out and hang out with them and you start to know them personally, you start to develop a personal relationship with them, and then you might write your own story that's very different. You might tell, him, uh, tell about him in a totally different way. My friends, this is why we have testimony. This is why it's so important that you get to know Jesus, and you get to know Jesus, and you get to know Jesus, because your version of Jesus may be what leads her to know Jesus. Because it may not be her testimony that makes her have relationship with him. It might be yours. It might be yours. How else will they know unless we tell them? We have to tell them to start them to begin to wonder so hunger can be sparked and then they can know him personally. So as I close, it's simple. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all I want you to do, and maybe you did at one point and you've, you've launched out into the deep, just begin to ask Him, who are you? I believe in who that you are, but I need you to show me who you are. I need to know you. I don't want to know about you. I don't need the gifting. I don't need the anointing. I don't need a platform. I need you. And without you, I don't want any of the other. So Lord Jesus, I've done all that I know to do. May your Holy Spirit bring conviction upon this message as they begin to hear it. And those that need to hear it, let it get in their hands. And those that hear it, that know that someone needs to hear it, may they pass it on to them. May the testimony be great of those that have come to know Jesus through this message that you gave me this morning. We don't need to be long-winded and we don't need to preach forever to get the message across because when we spend too much time talking, when you haven't given permission, it becomes about us and how could we ever lead anyone to ourselves when you said if you be lifted up. So Jesus, we lift you up right now so that you can draw all men unto you. In a time like this, Lord, this world needs you. It don't need miracles. It don't need anointing. It don't need gifting. It don't need superstars. It needs the star. It needs the son of the living God. So Lord Jesus, have your way in this place. We bless you. Amen. Thank you guys for joining.
uh, online and here. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, bless y'all in Jesus' name.